All right. Hey, uh, welcome to the Windows and Mirrors podcast. I'm John. And I'm Keith. All right. And we are your hosts. And this yeah. is a daily podcast where in the course of a year, yeah. we're just trying to walk through the entire Bible. We all know how hard it is to read through it on our own. So we said, hey, let's take four chapters a day and just some big key thoughts to take away. Yeah. And it's, man, the Bible is more like a window than it is a mirror, right? We think of the Bible, oh, it's about us, but it's not true. It's really about God yeah. and it's for us, yeah. right? So yeah, yeah. that's just yeah. our aim here. We want you to see and walk away with a beautiful picture of a beautiful God. Yeah. yeah. All right. So day 61, first Samuel. Um, yeah. Crazy. All yeah. right. So just a reminder, remember, uh, we're going to continue to use this word meta narrative. Mm-hmm. And that's just saying the Bible is one big story, not 66 small ones, right? Yeah. So right now, uh, we are still in the period of the judges, right? And the problem that exists that we saw at the end of the book was hmm. it's, yep, yeah, everybody did what was right in their own sight because they didn't have a leader or a king to lead them. Yeah. Um, the book is just full of this crazy nosedive, a cycle of wrong. Yeah doing uh the book of ruth comes in ruth takes place at the same time she's the shining star in this time right and at the end of her book it gives us a little hint of all right here's what's going to come next Mm -hmm. david comes from ruth david is that king that's really going to help to swing this thing and so first samuel is god saying hey all right, y'all, I'm done with all this. Yep. Y'all repent, and then you you come back. Let's change the trajectory of how things go. Yeah. And 1 Samuel 1 through 4 is God cleaning house. Yep. And yeah, like literally, like you said, bro, this is how the Davidic dynasty comes to fruition. Like God is going to use David and who the uh, kings that comes from David to right. rule Israel and extend that rule to the world. Right, right, right. right. And so literally like this book is like the, um, a pivot like or a change or a yeah. transition in history. Yeah. Yeah. And so you see like, man, what struck me, I think at the beginning was this guy Elkanah. Yeah. He has two wives. And like we say all the time, <sighs> yeah. the Bible is often descriptive, not prescriptive. Right. Yeah. yeah. And what we mean by that is like, um, there are texts that describe what goes on, right. right? Just this is the way that things were. I'm not going to give a moral yeah. argument in favor or against. I've got another point that I'm trying to make. Yeah. So I'm just going to describe what went on. Yeah. And there are texts that prescribe, you should do, do this. This, yeah. this is not prescriptive in that sense. The details of him with more than one wife are like, yo, the Bible's very clear on how God feels about Absolutely. that. Let's describe it and then let's move on to this point that, yeah, God's trying to clear house. Yeah. And man, he he uses, um, it's so funny how he um, kind of contrasts these two families. Right. Right. So you have Elkanah and his wife, Hannah. Hannah is just this barren mother right, right. who loves the Lord. Mm. And she is just faithful to God. And she's asking like, God, if you give me a son, I'll dedicate him to you right. for his entire life. Yeah. You know, and and like, man, you've made a great point just about the humanness. Like, oh, this man. is just a a legit. She didn't know she would be used by God, right? right? She just wanted a child. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, she just wanted a child, that economic stability, right. that security, and that for her lineage to go to go on. Yeah. And she does that. And man, the thing that I came away with, bro, this is a rural, barren mother. Yeah. Our place in history. 
never comes from our position in history. Mm, yeah. Right? It it this true power and this uh legacy is usually not found in one position in society, but in one's posture before God. Mm, and oh, she good. bro, and she prays and God answers her yeah, prayer. Yeah, and and so I think one of the things we have to take back from this is yes, the Bible is a window. We look through it and we see God, but also whenever you stand in front of a window, you know, you get glimmers of your own reflection. There's Absolutely. something there for you. You can see yourself in this. Yeah. And I think one thing that we have to grasp is like, man, God's plans for the future often intersect with regular human emotion and pain. Amen. Right. So Hannah has no clue yeah. what God plans to do with her life. All she knows is she's barren, she is hurt, she's feeling emotionally drained, and she is praying to God for a kid, and God gives her a kid. Now, God's going to use that kid to do things that she didn't fathom, but God answered that prayer for her. Hannah has no clue what God is going to do with her line, Mm. but she just knows, I had a personal concern, I sought God, God met my personal concern. And that's one one thing that I really just want to make sure that we get. I think sometimes we cheapen mm-hmm. uh, the love and compassion of God when we always put the things that he does in the larger scope of what he's trying to do, right? So yeah. we'll say things like, yeah, like God set the children of Israel free from slavery. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was a sign of the ultimate salvation that he would bring in Christ. Yes, the ultimate salvation is what he would do in Christ, yeah. but it's like, no, no. But he actually set people free people from really slavery enslaved. because, yeah. yeah, they were praying yeah. and they had mm. no clue about what Christ would do. But they said, God, we need you to intervene on our behalf. Wow. She has no clue what God will do, but God meets a very personal concern. Now, is that all that he did? No. no. right. But did he actually do that for her? Absolutely. Yeah. What I what I hear you saying is that man, it's a both and. Yeah. Yeah. It's a both and. It's not an either or kind of thing. Yeah. And we usually fall off one side of the horse. Right. And say, oh, every prayer gonna be answered if right. I'm barren. No, yeah. that's not the point. Right. No. Right. But at the same time, no, he did re- meet a real right. need and real. a real woman of faith. Yep. Um, called on the Lord and he delivered. Yep. And chapter two is that praise. Yep. The same thing mm. that you see, right? When people meet God and God reveals His compassion and His grace. The reflex of the soul that worship. meets God is worship, praise. Worship. Yeah. Yeah. Worship. No, like no. It's it's literally like you said, I love how you said, man, her reflex. Yeah. As soon as the chapter ends, right. she's where she busts out in song. Yeah. And, you know, the way she like sings about God is just true to his nature and his right. character, right? Like he has authority over life and death. He is the the one who is unique, right? Among right. all the other gods that the people of the earth were worshiping at that time. Yeah. He is the one true God. He is the God of Israel mm. who set us free, right? Yeah. And he is uh, the one who exalts those who humble themselves like, yeah. like she did yeah. and then humbles those who exalt themselves right. like Pharaoh, right? Yeah. So you have this contrast. And then after that, <laughs> it's so crazy, bro, that we get to talk about the family of Eli. And it's this contrast. Yes. Elkanah yes. has two wives. Yeah. One wife has a son that she didn't owe to the Lord. Yeah. But she pledged, Lord, if you would graciously give this to me, I'll give my son back to you. Yes. And then you have Eli, mm-hmm. who's a spiritual leader, and he has two Priest. sons. Come on, bro. And his two sons 
have things that are owed to the Lord. Yeah. And they don't give it to the Lord. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah and it's yeah. just, it's crazy that the 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 Bible, the Hebrew Bible is so crazy. The irony, right? The priestly family yeah. is the one who God is going to declare judgment on. Right. They're supposed to be, quote unquote, in terms of status, close to God right. as priests. And these un, unknown, just like small yeah. uh, Israelite family gets the blessing of yeah. God. And it yeah. just shows you, bro, like it has nothing to do with status. And God is not looking at our outward appearances. No. And that's going to come And that's going to come through the book. Yeah. Um, First Samuel, uh, what? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to think. Um, so I said this is about cleaning house. Yeah. And one of the things you say, see, at the end of chapter four, uh, everybody's dead. All the priests that spiritually abused the land were dead. And so one thing that mm. that that I will say struck me at the end of the day was this, you know, spiritual abuse is nothing new, mm. right? Like mm. these people back here, think of all of the folks here that could have said like, yo, church too. Man, I, I tried to serve <laughs> God, right? And the, the church did them wrong, right? Spiritual abuse is nothing new. But here, I think what we see is the fact that like God is concerned for his glory. Yeah. And God's gonna clear house. Yeah. God cleans house with them. And it all starts with Samuel. Yeah. Yeah. So God brings this one messenger into the world. Mm-hmm. And God, this is what I love, yo. Mm-hmm. There's a group of priests that are supposed to be closer to God. Yeah. And what God does is God bypasses those priests mm. to speak his word into a little boy. Young man, yeah. And then that young man speaks the word of God uh, courageously and without fear. And everything that God says came true. Came true. And so, yeah, like remember Deuteronomy, if someone makes a, a prophesies and it doesn't come true, they're a false prophet. Right. So we have Samuel as a kid. Look at look how God uses people. He right. does things in ways that blow our minds. He uses the least likely, those who are unimpressed. He uses a kid yeah. to speak prophecy right. to Eli, who's been a priest, who's yep. a grown man, over him and his family and his sons. Yep. And it comes true. Now we have this turning point right. in the history of scripture right. that God is using Samuel right. to, to, to bring about. The kingship yep. and the monarchy yep. and David. Yep. Yeah. And the yep. promises. And chapter four, the oh, people man. go to war or they try to go to war. They get washed, right? Washed. Out, waxed. Then they come back and here's what they say. Yo, <laughs> we just forgot to bring the ark. We just got to get the ark, bro. We'll be straight. So they treat it like this talisman, like, yeah. like this good luck charm that's going to yeah. help them on their journey. And here's what I mean about God cleaning house, God being an absolute sovereign, right? Look, regardless of how the leader of a nation feels yeah. about the nation's love for him, the leader of that nation can't lose a war on purpose to teach the nation a lesson, mm. right? God saying, no, 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 look, 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 look. Y'all are mad and up in arms because y'all lost this arm. Y'all uh, uh, y'all lost this ark. Y'all think that y'all got to pro- pro- protect me? Yeah. God's saying, I'm going to protect you. And what we're going to see in that next place is don't let anybody fool you and think that they've got to protect God, right? Yeah. I don't care yeah. who says it. God doesn't need mm. protection. And so at the end of this, 
God's cleaning house. Yeah, I just, man, I love the fact that like God, bro, he's not merely a utility Yeah, that we sort of uh, use to fight our battles. Right, right. But not guide our lives. Right, yeah. Right? Like God is like, no, y'all just want to use me to win this <laughs> right. battle? But yeah. y'all don't want to submit to me at any other time. Nah. He's not cool with that. Right. You know what I mean? Like yep. he's the God of the universe. He wants to guide every part of our lives, yep. not just be used or seen as a means um, of utility. Yep. Cleaning house always starts with the removal of the dirt. Yeah. And that's what takes place in one through four. But then uh, we're going to see God. He doesn't just sweep out all the old stuff, but he's a God that restores.